Welcome to the Ultimate Dentist Podcast. Join us to hear success stories of various individuals and learn clinical and life hacks to help you become the ultimate dentist. Hi everyone, I hope you are all doing great. In this episode, I would like to discuss about deep margin elevation. This is the procedure you do when your margins of the, once you remove all the caries and the margin of the cavity is deeper subgingival and you would like to do bonding in this uh, scenario and you would like to raise the margin so you can isolate the teeth properly and you can bond your margin of the restoration properly. Mainly, this technique is used when you are doing adhesive onlays. If you are doing crown, then you can uh, just put a retraction cord and capture that subgingival margin and cement your crown in a traditional manner. If it's, if the margin is subgingival, then I don't tend to use like crown, which is like lithium disilicate, which you use for bonding of the crown. So if the margin is subgingival, then I would use zirconia-based crown, which I can cement using glass ionomer cement. So in the in this, if it's if you are doing adhesive onlay, then you need to have you need to have an understanding and knowledge of the deep marginal elevation skill, because that will help you a lot and make your life much easier at the stage of bonding. And many time when we are doing this type of procedure, we are very close to bone. And many times, some people who do not do this procedure routinely, they would argue that you are encroaching into biological width, and that could be an issue. However, there has been a study done by um, Eichenbecher. Um, I, can't, I cannot pronounce the name, but I'll put it on the description. In uh, 2009, and what he showed that there is no issue with uh, deep marginal elevation and compromising biological width because usually when when we are doing crown and cementing indirect restoration there is always a very small gap or space between the restoration and the tooth and that can cause microorganism to flourish and cause an inflammation of the tissue however when you're doing dme there is lack of distinguishable marginal gap because it's bonded completely to the margin and because of that there is no accumulation of bacterial plaque. So make sure uh, that you understand that. And if, if as far as you can really isolate it, you can put your rubber dam on and you can really isolate the area, then you don't need to worry about how deep that cavity is. Sometime I would remove a little bit of interproximal bone for me, my matrices to get in if I'm struggling, but you can still really get the matrices in sometimes you can use scalar to break that little bit of epithelial connection in order for your matrices to sort of slide in a bit more deeper and once you do that once it's sealed once it's clean no bleeding once you bond it there is never an issue it's generally if your bonding's not good your bond is gone everywhere and you haven't been able to isolate the area then that is the reason you can have that problem. So make sure that you, when you're doing deep margin elevation, your matrices are really securing the area really well. And before you do that, uh, make sure that you have cleaned all the caries and removed all the margins. 
in the it carries around the margin. Then you would put your matrix band in, make sure the matrix band is secure. You can modify the matrix band by cutting the matrix band. I have sent a video where on the, my Facebook group. So if, if you are struggling to do that and if you're not sure what matrix band to use, I, I use now greater curve matrix band, but you can use normal Toffelmeyer matrix band and you can cut the Toffelmeyer matrix band and use it um, really to slip the matrix band under the contact point. Generally, the matrix band are too wide and they you will struggle to really slide them under. And that's why if you cut them, make them smaller, you will be able to slide that under the contact point and you can slide that subgingival to get that really good peripheral seal. Once you do that, you need to really be aware that if you put now wedges, like uh, wooden wedges or plastic, sometimes you can squeeze the matrix band and you can ruin the emergence profile. So you need to really decide whether it's really necessary. Most of the time, matrix band, once you tighten it really nicely, should be able to isolate the tooth really well. And you don't need to use the wedges. Many times, sectional matrix bands are useless in this kind of scenario. So you do need to use Toffelmeyer matrix band. Um, but many times, you can use sectional matrix band. It's really up to clinical situation whether you can or cannot use that. So make sure that you really isolate it. And then I use, as, as I said before, my favorite bond, OptiBond FL, and I would etch prime and then bond the area and then place the composite. Now, when you're placing composite that deep, and if you're really worried, then you could heat your normal composite that will make the composite nice and adaptable. Um, and then you can use composite primer to really, with the micro brush, to really adapt the composite to the base because that's another re reason DME would fail is when the composite is not really adapted to the base. Now, if you're really, really worried, then you can use highly filled flowable composite at genial injectable. Um, it's not ideal because it will always have more shrinkage than your normal, normal restorative composite. But if you if you really want to make your life easy, then you can use that. When you are using genial injectable, just make sure that you don't have those bubbles in the in the base because you will tend to find that there is bubble there are sometimes bubbles when you ski squeeze the um, material into the cavity. So just make sure it's bubble free, and then small increment at a time because it's deep. Your curing like will not be able to go that deep and cure everything in one block. So do a small increment at a time. Now, if you put the matrix band and if you still see, because matrix, matrix band U-shaped and if, you, if you're into pro proximal preparation, it's almost flat, you will see that there is a gap. You can put another matrix band in that gap. And between two matrix bands, you can put PTFE in order to close the gap. I'll try and make some demonstration and post it on my group, um, which may be helpful for you in the future. Well, and then you build the the margin. Generally, I would recommend build maybe four millimeter supra gingival, and then you take it down to maybe two millimeter supra gingival to create nice margin for your onlay to bond to. Now this is the same process if you are doing class two cavity preparation. Uh, let's say you're doing class two MO or DO, and it's really deep margin doing composite. You're going to do the same thing. In here, you're not really filling the whole thing up, 
with composite you are you are only at the moment at the moment you're only building it up two millimeter supra gingival so make sure that you build it up and then you prepare your normal tooth as usual some of the question, people ask me question that are you going to do dme after you prep or before i prep the tooth for onlay and uh, i would it depends um i generally make do the dme after i remove all the caries then i would do dme because sometime the remaining tooth will help you in holding the matrix band however if you prepare your only and you do the occlusal reduction and everything it may help in engaging matrix band if if the remaining tooth is coming in a way so you'll have to really test and try but if i can i generally tend to build the tooth up and then i would prepare the tooth and then i will do immediate dentin sealing which we have discussed in past and then i will take them polish and then i'll take the impression so make sure that you try this technique out it works i've been doing this for 14 years and there is a research behind it and it's really straightforward as far as you can isolate the tooth many times if you get into really habit of doing only you'll do anything and everything to do an only so you know sometime you can if, if someone compromises it the isolation then there could be an issue once you've done dme you can take a, a periapical radiograph or between to check make sure your composite has seated properly now if however you think you're struggling to isolate just just prepare a crown it's not a big deal you know it's just if if you can't do only then crown is the next best thing so just prepare the tooth for a crown because if you do dme and if your curve emergence profile of your composite is not really nice in line with the tooth then you'll have a very flat contact very flat emergence flow file and very flat contact which will lead to bigger interproximal space and that can lead to food packing and more issues so there are three tips for deep margin elevation tip number one is do not carry out dme if moisture control is not possible consider crown instead tip two is optimum fl is still one of the best one to use for dme in my opinion and then tip number three is use heated composite to make sure good adaptation at the base of the cavity and if flowable composite used then use highly filled composite such as genial injectable not normal flowable composite so i hope you found this short podcast helpful if you have any questions please feel free to contact me uh, on my facebook group full math reconstruction for gdp or email me at info at drdevangpatel.com but start doing deep margin elevation you will you will be surprised how many times you can save the tooth by doing an onlay now i have just ran the onlay adhesive onlay challenge on my group and my email list uh, if you're not in there please join the group so that you will get the notification for the future adhesive onlay courses which is completely free and they are on a webinar form but otherwise i will see you in the next podcast have a lovely day and see you then.